Welcome to The Messy Empire with Karen Prawl, where we prove to you that success is all about embracing the chaos and charging into the unknown. Hey, AJ Guzman, editor for The Messy Empire. We're trying something a little different this week, so let us know what you think of this more rapid-fire structure. Head over to Instagram, at The Messy Empire, to tell us what you think of this structure. And a quick note on accuracy, there are a handful of quotes in here that can be attributed to multiple authors. However, if you check the show notes, you can see all eight quotes as well as the author that we give credit for saying it. Enjoy! AJ, we're going to play a game. All right, I'm excited. I'm going to say a quote that I often think of or say, and you, as the smart person, have to guess who the author or who authored it. Okay, I'll try my best. I love trivia. Okay, favorite quote number one. Be the change you wish to see in the world. That's an easy one. The Dalai Lama. Mahatma Gandhi. That's an easy one? All right. That was easy. Okay. So why do you why do you, so that's one of your favorite quotes? Yes, it's actually on my Facebook profile. Okay. Why do you like that quote so much? Because instead of worrying about what other people are doing or what they're not doing and pointing the finger, so I picture a human crossing their arms with finger pointing, going to someone else. Like if you want something to be different, then you go be that different person, and then let that energy go to other people. Is is that like lead by example, or do you think it's different? Um, I think because being and leading are two different things, like be the change, be kinder, be gentler, be softer. That is take responsibility of what you want in the world and go put it out there every day. Okay. Yeah, I'm on board. Where do you think that people could use that in their lives? Every day. Like when I'm in a traffic light and someone makes a bad lane change or something and I want to get mad, I'm like, nope, if I'm going to lead with kindness, then I have to give grace. And so I'm, I'm not going to be the person. My first reaction <laughs> is to flip the bird or do something aggressive. But then I calm down. I'm like, nope, that's not how I want someone to show up for me. So if you want the world to be a nicer place, you got to be yes. nicer. Okay. Yeah. All right. That was an easy one. What's the next one? Okay. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Whether you think you can or can't, you're right. Oh, geez. Was it Rockefeller? No. Close, though. Henry Ford. Henry Ford. Darn it. Why do you like that one so much? Because it's all mindset. Whether I think I can, if I say I can't do something, what's going to happen? You've got to talk yourself out of doing it. Yeah, so I learned in a class um, that you ask a bunch of kindergartners who can sing (laughs) and who raises their hand. All of them. Every last one of them. Every kid raises their hand. And if I put a group of contemporaries or adults my age in their mid-40s in a room and I say, who can sing? What percentage do you think would raise their hand? Only the ones that can actually sing. Right. So whether these kids think they can or can't, they're right. They all think they could. Huh. Do you think that 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 holds anybody back? Do you think anybody's like thought that they can't and that's the only reason they can't do something? Yes. It's like why I don't wear yellow. I don't wear yellow because my sophomore year in high school, I was at Old Navy with my mother, and I put up a T-shirt to buy, and she's like, oh, no, 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 that is not your color. Mm-hmm. And so I've never, you've never seen me wear yellow. I guarantee it. I don't think I have. 
I have a huge closet and I'll never buy yellow because I was programmed to believe that it was not my color. Programmed. You were mm -hmm. programmed to believe. Why mm -hmm. do you why do you say it like that? Because someone I trusted and loved very much and think highly of told me what I could and could not do and I believe them. So do you think some people think that they can't do something because of what they've heard from other people? Yes. All the time. Crazy. Mm-hmm. Now I bet there's examples every day to every listener right now of someone telling them that why it won't work, why it can't work, or why they can't do it. So if I were a cynic listening right now, I would think the opposite end of the spectrum and where it can fall apart there. Because just if I think I can do something doesn't mean I can, or doesn't mean I'm gonna go do it. Just like just if I think really hard that I can go sell a couple hundred houses doesn't mean I'm gonna go do it. Where do you think that falls apart? Action. It's taking action steps towards it. It goes back to the beginning is what one thing can I do that will get me to the next place? But it actually brings me to one of my next quotes. Which is? Those who dare to fail miserably can achieve greatly. Oh, God. Oh, I've never heard that before. That one's new to me. Are you serious? Yeah, I like it, though. I like it a lot. I think it was Albert Einstein. Huh. So how often do you think of that one? All the time, because as I make mistakes and I trip and I mess up and um, that I know that I can't get to be the opposite of good is great and I can't get there until I fail every single day at something. So it's almost like a challenge and a mindset to go fail, like go screw it up. I was, I was going to say that. So it sounds, it sounds a little different. It's not, it ties into the last quote pretty well, but it's not the same vein this is what you meant about taking action, being mm -hmm. able to take action. Yes. And being able to fail on a big scale. Yeah, or a small scale every day, right? <laughs> like we joked on one of the last episode about we worked out so we should be skinny. <laughs> <laughs> and, and But unless I took that step, or every day I make a choice to not go work out, every day I make a choice to not go have a conversation or have an opportunity every single day. So in the real world, what does that look like when someone fails greatly or dares to fail greatly? Um, they might lose their wealth. They might get fired from a job. They might make a bad decision and lose a client. Um, there are ways that we all fail every single day. It's just whether we own and we learn from it and move on. AJ, I learned a quote in the last year from a team leader in our region. And the quote is, some will, some won't, so what, next. I can see that right on the wall. It's on my wall, office. thanks to Julie Oswald, who put it in writing for me so now I get to look at it every day. That's awesome. What does that mean to you and your business? Some are raising their hand, some aren't. That's okay. And next, who's next? Hmm. So I look at it as um, the 80-20 rule. And we wear 20% of our clothes 80% of the time and Pareto's rule law of the 80-20. I could, we could host a class and we have room for 100 people and 12 show up or 20 show up. But we are going to pour into those 20 people because they will. Hmm. The other 80 that don't show up, they've made a very decisive decision that day to not learn or they can't or it wasn't a priority. So if I were an agent, would I be thinking about that when I'm prospecting? I would think about it if every open house I did, every door knock, every Facebook post, um, every question I ask, or every conversation I have around real estate. There are some people that are going to raise your hand to learn more. There are some that are not interested to what you have to say. 
don't tie it to anything personal. So what? Mm-hmm. And move on. Next. If I worried about what everything, everything I said, whether people, everybody was in alignment or not, there would be no growth or mo- forward movement because I would listen to the won't instead of the will. Because there's so much more won't than will. Yep. So it's it's like a game, right? Like go find a hundred no's. Go find a hundred people that won't sell their house. Go find a hundred. Go find the won'ts. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna find some that will. That's right. Next. Mm-hmm. Those you force against their will will be of the same opinion still. Oh, I love that one. And I kind of made it my own. Okay, how so? A few words. Like when I sing my own songs in the car, I've made up the, my own words. What does that mean to you? Well, going back to the some will, some won't, so what next? I can only, I am a persuasive person, but if you don't believe me or it's not, or it's not authentic and you don't believe me, you're not going to buy in. And so you might come in an opinion and it might be a negative opinion. And you might still leave that opinion. I can't force you to change your opinion. At the end of the day, your opinion is still your own. I guess the way that I think of it is, you know, if you're, say, getting an an agent to start prospecting, you can get them to start and you can get them to do the actions, but they won't get in the right mindset for it. And so they're going to sabotage themselves on mindset still because they're still going to have the same opinion that whatever it is doesn't work. Well, whether you think you can or can't, you're right. Right. So nobody wants to hear from me. I'm bothering people. I don't believe. Nope. It's because they don't have the right mindset and they don't understand the value that they're bringing mm-hmm. to someone else. So just because you made them do it doesn't mean that you've changed the way that they're going to do it. Or feel about it. Because now that becomes resent. Uh-huh. After a while, like if I force you and force you and force you, I mean, it's like getting a kid to brush their teeth or clean their room. So you kind of got to dance a line there because you still have to get your kids to brush their teeth and clean their room. You do. So how do you how do you do that when you're dealing with other people and you're dealing with business partners and agents and employees and staff members? How do you how do you dance that line? I show them how they're going to win from it. Hmm. I show them what's in it for them. So you don't force them against their will; you just change their opinion. I try to yes. So um, I try to show how it's going to benefit them. Because that creates buy-in, and if someone knows how they're going to win from it, mm-hmm. that's a great buy-in. So if I have a seller, and his house is worth three fifty, and he wants to price it at four hundred, okay, right, the market is all telling us it's three fifty, and yet he's like, I don't want to sell it for three fifty. I want to sell it for four hundred, and they price it at three fifty. Well, why would they want to price it at three fifty? Because they're not going to pay three extra mortgage payments. They're not going to pay taxes. They don't have home maintenance, and they don't have to deal. Right. It's a quick sale. So I remove the pain from sitting on a home day after day after day at the wrong price. If I've changed their opinion of why it's going to benefit them to sell at 350. Gotcha. So it's the tail end of that quote that you need to focus on. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like pushing, pushing, pushing. It's why. (laughs) Yes is the answer. What's the question? I know who wrote that one, but maybe you should tell everybody. Cameron Mitchell. Who's that? He is a very successful restaurateur based out of Columbus, Ohio, but now he's all around the country and dipping his toes in the hotel business next. He's more than that. He's a big deal. He's on the board at CIA. He's on the CBS Sunday morning. um, And I had the honor to work for him for a long time. And so uh, that 
that theme of hospitality and saying yes taught me to be open to possibilities. It taught me to be solution-based. For example, if someone wanted Diet Pepsi and we were a Diet Coke organization, we would go get them a Diet Pepsi if they were super adamant about it. If they wanted a baked potato, we didn't have it. We'd go to the Wendy's drive-thru and get them a baked potato, Mm. right? And so it's, um, it's on our wall in our office in huge font. Yep. As long as it's not in Comic Sans font, I'm good. It's literally right behind me. Have a have a ban on Comic Sans. Ban on Comic Sans. Totally. Yes to everything but Comic Sans. Yes, that is true. <laughs> I have a stopping point. And and so teaching our leadership teams how to come from yes and figure out a solution or offering um, an alignment to find a solution together has been a game changer for us. Where can people use this in their day-to-day life? I find that people often just come from no. It's a natural. It's easier to say no than it is to say yes. So can you go to dinner tomorrow? No. Can you blah, blah, no. All right. Let's tie this back into, because now we have a lot of these quotes that are starting to intertwine a little bit. Mm -hmm. Do you think that they're saying no because they think they can't to certain things? Yes. And so it could be, tell me more about that or tell me about this. Or if someone says, can we get staging? I don't provide staging. But could there be a middle? So it's not black or white. It's how do we find the gray? So could that be, hey, I have a stagey consult. I can arrange one for you and you pay for the first hour. So what I find that people are afraid to take steps, and we have touched on this before, is it doesn't have to be one to 10. It can be one to two. It doesn't be black or white. So What do you mean by that? It doesn't have to be one to 10 or it has to be, it can be one to two. uh, It doesn't have to go from, Yet, no, we don't have staging to, yes, I own a warehouse full of furniture, (laughs) right? So people jump to the bigger picture of what, and they say, no. Could it be that you align with a staging company and you provide an hour of service at no cost to your seller? Hmm. That would go from one to two. That's not going one to I own my own warehouse full of staging furniture. Gotcha. Do you think that gets in people's way? Yes, I think it gets in people's way every day. I need to hire an admin. They're so scared all of a sudden they've committed to like this exorbitant salary when it could be one, five, ten hours a week. Hmm. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Now, do you see that holds a lot of people back? I see it holds most people back. Really? Because I... They come from now. Oh, we don't do that here. If I hear from one more market across the country, that's not how we do it. That's not how it's done. We're different. We're this, whatever. That's coming from no. It's not coming from yes. That seems like identical to the, that they already think they can't. Whether you think you can or can't, you're right. And they've already made up their mind and they're, they're stuck in that no position. Mm-hmm. So when we know as a leadership team that we have to answer yes, it causes us to be way more solution-based or find a workaround or work through than being able to say no. And I find that many organizations just say no. And that's actually contributed to our growth. Hmm. Do you remember I said before, what you're doing for me is working to a competitor? Oh yeah, yeah. It's the same thing because they came from no over and over and over again. Well, guess what? We're gonna say yes. Now you said they could be saying no to opportunity just as like a gut reaction when they should be saying yes and figuring out how to make it happen? Well, I find that every entrepreneurial person says yes to conversation, says yes to exploring opportunity. It's not looking for a full-blown commitment, but just learning more. We hear the phrase, you don't know what you're saying no to. I don't love repeating that because I don't like to say negative words. So I don't like hearing no in phrases. (laughs) So I have people reframe them. Could you be open to what's possible? 
right? So saying yes is the answer. And then figure out the solution. What is the question? So say yes as long as it's something. there's something at the end of it that could be good. Or just say yes and figure out whether or not it works after the fact. Yeah, like I have someone that just came to me and said, I want to manage an HOA. And my, my former company told me no. And I said, okay. She said, would you be willing to do that? I said, sure, we'll figure it out. Hey, listen, you call my insurance guy for our liability insurance and see what coverage we need. Hmm. Now, you had posted a couple of weeks ago about a position opening up in, I don't even remember where it was, somewhere south. Mm-hmm. Somewhere south in much nicer weather than here. And I'm sure a ton of people came to you or at least saw that post and thought that would be amazing. I would love to live there, but I can't for these reasons. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that they should say yes and explore it until they absolutely get to a hurdle they can't cross? Yes, I do. Because there is a quote, and this may not be in our list today. All right, you get a bonus quote. Got it. I want a bonus quote. And now I have to find it. The question, it's from Ann Rand. Okay. The question is, isn't who's going to let me, it's who's going to stop me. So yes, until someone stops me. Right. Like we call the 10 days of pain, like when we teach our agents to follow up, right? You keep following up until they tell you to never call you again. Maybe not that dramatic, but fairly close. Something to that effect. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. This quote comes to me from one of my favorite icons in the fashion world. Or at least I think it does, because I've never been able to source it. So maybe you can tell me. So real quick, the thing that I find with most of these quotes is they have like 5,500 different offers, authors on the internet. Yeah, like Joel Osteen, Jack Canfield did it. I mean, it's yeah. like it's amazing how many people have requoted and claimed it. Yeah, so I, whoever you think said it is who said it. The fashion icon, Coco Chanel. Love it. Okay, what is it? Like, you know who Coco Chanel is. Of course I do. Everybody does. All right. Your opinion of me is none of my business. Huh. Your opinion of me is none of my business. Has it ever been a problem for you? What other people think? Yes. Every day. Do you think that that shows up in other people's lives too? I think it shows up like a game of whack-a-mole. Like a game of whack-a-mole. I do. If we let other people's opinion of us, that's on them. That's their opinion. That's their experience. It's not who I am. And so if I only concerned, that's why people, um, famous people don't read newspapers or watch TV is because if they listen to all that noise, and it really is just noise, Mm -hmm. and you let it get to you, it's going to hold you back. Do you think there's anything there with... What what do you think causes people to think that other people's opinion matter? Is our it, ego. Our ego? Mm-hmm. We just want to be liked so much. Isn't that human nature? To look good and be right? To look good and be right. Yeah, yeah. That's it's like a gut reaction to life. Yes. And we don't even know we're doing it when we do it, by the way. But it but it gets in our way so much? Mm-hmm. Are there some places that you can think of like tangibly where this holds people back or that you've seen it hold people back? Yes, I do it because um, they agents become secret agents. They get in the business with intentions, 
to be a realtor because they see it on TV or someone in their family or someone in their world has had great success in real estate and they want to achieve it. But then? They do a tactic, a strategy, or a use a tool that someone gives them some sort of negative feedback or reaction to, and guess what they do? They quit. Oh. So they stop trying. So let's just say you and I um, decide to co-host an open house. Okay. And I want to get a taco truck. I'm on board. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. So we get a taco truck to bring people to the open house. Right. And my neighbor is like, taco truck? That's so stupid. Huh. Then what do I do? Well, if you're listening to Coco Chanel, you just keep charging along. But I have a feeling that a lot of people think. Oh, maybe they're right. Then they're going to go find evidence to support the argument that that person's right. And we spend a lot of energy worrying about what other people are doing rather than we've gone over this, rather than what our main mission was. And it was because I was working for that seller and I want to bring as much traffic as I could. And that's who I was honoring. So it's remember who you're working for. Mm -hmm. That if I let everybody else, when the owner knew my plan of the seller of that home and they believed in the, and whether it did or didn't work, but I followed through on what I said to that seller, that's all that matters. So I think a lot of people hear hear that quote and think that that's just a good attitude change, and that's about it. They don't think much much deeper than that. How do you mean? Because I, th- I think a lot of people might hear that. Even me initially might hear that the first time and think, okay, that's really cool. That's a better way to live your life. You feel a little bit happier. But you're saying that that's not just going to make you a little bit happier. That's going to completely change the way you look at your actions to make sure you're only doing the things that serve your goal regardless of what other people think about you? Yeah, like haters gonna hate. Haters gonna hate. Yeah. Man, is that a Cat Williams quote? It might be. I don't know who said it. <laughs> but I. But it's true, and they're always gonna be there. Those people to wear you down, tie you down, knock you down, and run over you, or actually they're probably running behind you. <laughs> um, those people are always gonna be there. So when I say it's none of my business, it isn't any of my business. So we're pretty I don't have time for that. Who has time for that? <laughs> we're pretty sure that Coco, Coco Chanel said this. This is someone who lived their life very big. Mm-hmm. Do you think that she was occupied with what other people thought of her? I don't. How do you think that showed up for her? I think she was um, an icon. She was uh, an influencer. And... She was considered a strong role model, and she's legendary, right, because of it. So she was a trailblazer, and I posted on Facebook about, um, remember that person who quit? Neither did anybody else. (laughs) And so go be legendary. Go be that person if you want it. So this one kind of ties all of the quotes back together because now some people might let other people's opinion determine what they think. And so if they let other people's opinion determine what they think, then they might think that they can't do something. Well, you go back to the five-year-old that thinks they can sing. Mm-hmm. And they think they can sing and they're confident and they fully 100% believe that they can sing. So what? how are you showing up in their world for telling them they can't? So what's the difference between the five-year-old and the 45-year-old? The five-year-old that says they can sing and the 45-year-old that says they can't sing? Mindset mindset mm-hmm. don't you love those shows like american idol or um i watch america's got talent 
Yeah, there's something so nice about seeing people chase their dreams. So they go out there and they put it all out there and they get on stage in front of three and 4,000 and then millions or billions of people and they put it on stage and they sing. That's brave. Yeah, that's huge. Right. So how many of us are willing to go do it, even on a small scale, to go put themselves out there just a little bit and be willing to get knocked down? All right. So originally, I kind of thought that we would just have like seven random quotes. Like like sound bites. Yeah, like seven quotes for July. But these actually had a pretty uniting theme to all of them. Did, did you do that on purpose or was that just completely by accident? Or is that just how you live your life now? This That was completely serendipitous. That's awesome. That's awesome. So like the big underlying tone that I got out of all of this is that, <laughs> we've heard this before, is that it's a 100% mindset. That if you want something, you just need to get out of your own way. How does someone change that though? Man, you tell me. Do they need to stop thinking about other people's opinion? That's a start. Do they need to say yes to more things? That's a better start. Do, do they need to stop thinking they can't? That's even a better start. So, right? yeah, so there's a lot that just ties this in together. And I think that if you don't know some of these or if you've never heard any of these before, then it's really easy to get in your own mind, right? Doesn't that become an affirmation of sorts? Oh, yeah. I would imagine that these these quotes would be great affirmations. Right. So when we are talking about what um, words to live by or what fuels us. And I always have to change it to present terms and I'm already achieved that success. So it's not, I will be, I want to be a millionaire someday. It's, I am a millionaire. Mm -hmm. That's, so you're glossing over that a little bit. That's kind of like the formula for a good affirmation, right? That is the formula for a good affirmation. To change it from? Present, future tense that you don't have it yet. To? To you are and you already have. Okay. So whether you think you can or you can't should just be, I think I can. Well, not get rid of, I think I can. I can. That's it. Hmm. Some will, some won't. So what? Next. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. This can, this can help a lot of people. I hope so. Cause We're... it's taken me a long time. Cause I would talk myself out of any success if I had enough time. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you've gotten, you've gotten in your head a couple of times. You've got, you've talked yourself out of trying things. A couple of times this hour. A couple of times this hour. <laughs> you know what, you know what thought I had today actually is, oh, they don't want to hear from me. I, I love meeting new people and having new conversations. And I thought said that today to myself. What did that to you? Uh, it was deflating. So there's something inherently in there because. You said they don't want to hear from me. Mm -hmm. Who cares if they want to hear from you? Isn't that what Coco Chanel would say? Yeah, it's none of their opinion is none of my business. So whether or not they want to hear from you it shouldn't matter to you. Right, but we all we all go in that mindset, mm -hmm. and I think we go into it way more frequently, and then create excuses out of it. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, the more time you spend in that mindset, the more true it becomes. The more times you get the chance to find something that supports it. Yeah, I well, we all find the evidence to support our argument. Mm -hmm. So if so, I if I said um, I want to go work out, mm -hmm. I tell AJ I want to lose thirty pounds. Okay, mm -hmm. and you're like, awesome. What are you gonna do to lose thirty pounds? I'm like, well, I'm gonna go do this. That great. When are you gonna start? What What would my excuses be? 
Well, this week's the 4th of July, so maybe after all the barbecues. But then, you know, the 4th is on a Thursday this year. So, like, obviously we're going to have another barbecue on Saturday and Sunday. Right. So, like, maybe next Monday. Yeah, I was thinking. Like, at the early... <sighs> Mondays are terrible because we also have meetings on Monday morning. Yeah. And then if Tuesday's looking good, then may- maybe I can give it a try on Tuesday. And what I might actually do to avoid the pain of going to the gym on Monday would be I'd make plans with someone on Sunday and be like, oh, and I don't even realize I'm doing it. Oh, <laughs> Like, if I really get introspective. But I'm going to a concert with Megan on Sunday, so obviously I'm not going to be able to work out Monday. So it's not really an excuse. It's just, oh, I wasn't thinking. Well, that's that's excusing my excuse. Hmm. Like, let's get real. So if I really wanted to do it, I'd make it a priority. So with a lot of this, this is about changing your mindset for the better. What percentage of the time would you say the average person remembers to change their mindset for the better remembers or should remember (laughs) actually does remember like let's say i am average joe walking through my day and my mindset's getting in the way all of the time but what small percentage of the time do i remember to change my mindset for the better so that way i could do bigger things um i would say that population is probably 10 percent of the time that do 10 percent of the time that do Mm -hmm. now that now that you practice this how often do you think you change your mind for the better every hour Every hour? Every hour of work. What percentage of the time you say that is? Obviously not 100%. Five minutes. Like all negative self-talk, negative, like they don't want to hear from me. Oh, I don't have time or whatever the reason is. And Mm -hmm. I'm waiting and I'm looking for the answer outside myself. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, these are my conversations inside my head. Like, what are you doing? Knock it off. Who are you? How are you showing up? Like, this is ridiculous. Hmm. So you do it every hour. Oh, yeah. Huh. So let's say, let's. Let's round down, be really modest, and say you remember to do it maybe 60% of the time. Mm-hmm. So the average person does it 10% of the time. Would you say that you're being the change you want to see in the world? Yeah, I have to be, because if I don't do it, no one's going to do it for me. Yeah. Do you want to see other people live big because you're living big? Not because I am, because of who they want to live big for. Oh, okay, okay. But I mean, do you think you're modeling that behavior? I think so. Do you think that people can pick up on that? Or do you think that, how do you think that works? I hope so. Uh, That's part of the reason why we're doing this is to get people out of their own way about it. I hope that I'm role modeling that behavior. And I do think that take on a great responsibility in it. So I don't take it lightly. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're kind of turning a little serious right now. (laughs) And I, and also that I want to push people with the confidence. Now, I don't want to make stupid and risky de- decision. Like the last thing I want someone to say is, oh my gosh, I just mortgaged my house to go invest in, and be like, hold on, <laughs> right? Like, let's let's not get all crazy. Right. Um, but I do think that checking the mindset over and over again, we get out of it. It's very easy to fall in a negative trap. And then we don't understand how to get out of it or have a tool, but one positive action can make that change. So for me, I might call someone that I love. Like I call my husband and I say, I need a verbal affirmation from you. I tell him what I need. Hmm. And he'll be like, he'll say something very loving and supportive. But we've achieved that level in our relationship that we know what we need and how to ask for it and how that other person can show up. So there's might be someone that you can say, I'm really talking myself out of something. Who's that person that could call you and be your champion and get you back in it? At the very least, it's you, right? I start with myself and then who else around me? Mm -hmm. No, I mean, for a lot of people, are you that person? Oh yeah, I think so. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I'm willing to believe that. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's crazy, too. That's kind of wild the way that all ties in. Because for me, that ties into the reason that you started this podcast in the first place. Because <laughs> be- we were sitting in the office and you were mentally exhausted by me? <laughs> no, no. Because, because fundamentally, a lot of people get in their own way by thinking that they can't follow their dreams or they can't build the business of their dreams because they don't know what it looks like yet. Or, you know... I don't know if I'm the person that can do it. Or they talk it. themselves out of it. And they're talking themselves out of it. Mm-hmm. And they think that they have to have all their ducks in a row in order for them to take this chance. They need to have it perfectly laid out. The blueprint of what it looks in month one, year four, year 17, what it's going to look like throughout the entire process. And what you're saying is that that's a way of them getting in their own way. And that they can use, one, this whole podcast, but also these quotes in particular as affirmations to get out of their own way and build something messy. And just build it. Just build it. And messy, yay! Hey, thanks for listening today. Now, this format, this kind of rapid-fire quick quotes in succession, uh, was a couple of the ideas that came straight to us from the feedback that you guys are giving us on Instagram and Facebook and everywhere. So please keep that feedback coming in. If you want to talk to us on Instagram, that's at the messy empire again, at the messy empire on Instagram. We love to hear from you and we want to keep testing these new ideas. So let us know anything you think might be interesting to listen to. Have a great one. Any suggestions for our next episode? Tell us on Instagram at The Messy Empire. Thank you for listening to The Messy Empire with Karen Prawl.